0: So I was thinking uh, about the statistics of how most truck drivers or actually I shouldn't even say truck drivers. Most people that become a truck driver, maybe I should even correct that. Most people that get their class ACDL do not make it in the industry. And I was thinking, I remember my first over the road job. And I remember working for Great Coastal, and I remember the first trip I ran from Richmond, Virginia, to Valparaiso, Indiana, to an Aldi's factory.
1: Hmm.
0: And I remember never doing over-the-road work before. Mm -hmm. And I think I've told this story before, but I remember being so tired and pulling into a little hole in the wall rest area. I think it was on 30, either 30 or 35 in Ohio. And I remember going to sleep and waking up in the middle of the night and diving through the curtain and grabbing the steering wheel. Cause I thought I fell asleep driving. This is my very first trip. It was really weird.
1: Yeah, because you had to dive through the curtain.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm serious. And There was two truck drivers standing outside my window talking, and I guess they could hear me screaming as I grabbed the steering wheel. <laughs> I'm, looking at. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm I'm serious. This is a true story because, you know, when you first start trucking, and, I, and like I said, this goes back to, I was looking thinking of these stats, how— most truck drivers don't make it and and I believe a lot of them don't make it because they don't give themselves a chance after the initial shock of being gone and learning to become what I call a robot,
1: yeah, I could see what you're saying,
0: yeah, so i wanted to I wanted to kind of give some of these new guys that are coming into the industry a little encouragement. you're going to. Feel like somebody's ripping your discs out of your back the first week. Yes. If you're not used to sitting for 3,000
1: miles. Possibly punching in the kidneys.
0: I mean, like, some people get in a car and they go on vacation, they drive 500 miles, and they think that's a, a killer trip. hmm But a trucker does it, and then he goes and takes a nap and then gets back up and does exactly the same thing over. Yes. And then he takes a nap and then he does it over. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of these guys coming into the industry, you know, they think, and, you know, hats off to them. I'm going to be a traveler and get paid. And we all do like that part of it. But only the few, okay, get past the initiation that the trucking world gives you. And one of those, and this is really what what I want to talk about. One of those initiations trucking gives you is the test of your body sitting still. See, a lot of people might think that's an easy job, just sitting still, chilling out and driving. This ain't like cruising on a Saturday night with your girlfriend, okay? Trucking is is a job, okay? Mm-hmm. And so when you come into this, drivers, we've talked... Before about the other pitfalls, Ruthann, you know, being gone from home and mm-hmm. you know weather and all this other stuff. Right. But really, all I want to tell you, tell everybody about today is it's the initial training your body and your mind to become a robot. It's true. Your first three thousand miles is a nightmare. Most drivers can't. Rem- well, some guys can probably remember back when they first got in the truck and they were driving. And they were like, oh my God, it it, it is, it's a mother. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, I shouldn't say a mother. It's, it's a, it's a real hassle to, you know, get your body to sit for 3,000. If you run 3,000 miles, you know, you're probably talking 60, 70 hours sitting. And I don't think most people take that into account when they're, when they're going to school and they're all
1: having fun, you know,
0: truckers. Yay. Hey, we're going to go see the world. No,
1: I don't think they take that in account. What a lot of them think of is, I really like to go away. I love to go bye-bye. I love to go driving. I want to see the world. I want to do all this other stuff like that. They think the those are the highlights of being a trucker, not dispatch and going into docks and having to Unload your trailer because nobody else does it but you, or breaking down a skid and rewrapping it, and no one thinks of any of that stuff when they're looking at the life of what a trucker does. Yeah, your body,
0: your body's going to go through a lot. Um, when you first join the ranks of truckerhood, <laughs> okay. Um, you know, like you said, Ruthan, like seeing the sights. I mean, it's a bonus, yeah. you know, we see nice sunsets, we see nice sunrises, we see nice mountain scenery, but it's not, in fact, most of the time it's not like that, you know what I mean? A lot of times you're looking around and you're doing your job and you're watching for other cars, so you're not really sitting there gazing at the scenery right? like you would as if your wife was driving, you were on your way to the mountain somewhere.
1: I don't I don't know if, if your wife was driving and you're on the way to the mountain, I don't think you would be gazing, you'd be telling me, slow down, get over, you're too close. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, you know, I am a taxi driver. <laughs>
1: but you love me.
0: Um, so, anyways, message of the week, new guys that are coming into the industry, if you're just starting today, or you've been in it a week, or you've been in it a month, and you feel like quitting... I promise you, we all become robots. Mm -hmm. We do. And I promise you, just hang in there. You'll get used to it. In fact, when you're home for the weekend or every other weekend or whenever you're going home, you'll really be looking forward to getting back out there and doing it again. Once your body gets to what I call robot stage, where you can just literally get in that truck and drive 10, 12, 14. I mean, we used to drive, you know, over our hours, but it was a lot a lot easier on paper logs. Mm-hmm. So once you get used to it, and you will, if you can hang in it. See, Ruthann, most people, they can't... I mean, you ever see a movie, G.I. Jane?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so she was the first uh, chick that was going to become a Navy SEAL. Right, right, the first female. And they uh, they do what's called washing out. And they start out... And, and, and our son, he's a ranger. Mm-hmm. Okay. They'll start out with a class of a hundred and they'll end up with a class of ten. Right. All because of the vigorous training. Well, trucking is the same way. We start out every week with a new a new amount of graduates in the industry and within three to six months we whittle down because none of them make trucker ranger.
1: Right trucker rangers? Yeah. <laughs> the,
0: the trucker seals. <laughs> they, don't make, they, they can't make trucker seal. But it's true. They don't. They wash out. And, you know, um, if you get it in your mind before you guys get out on the road that you're about to enter boot camp, it is a boot camp right then.
1: Yeah, it would be because you're still under training and you're having to do all the different stuff. Your body's just going through a lot of different changes Changes, yeah. you know I mean it's no doubt that your whole body goes through the change I mean you learn how to hold your bladder longer you're all that bouncing on your spine your hips your knees your body does go through a lot that's why there's a couple of drivers out there there's one that I've seen I could not tell you what his actual name is all I know him is by like the burpees guy or something like that and he does when he's fueling up his tractor he will sit there and he'll just do those burpees.
0: You mean exercises.
1: Yeah. And he's like and he gives these different um training and different he's like very motivational. And um he's really good as far as like he'll say just do a couple of these and then run around your tractor and that's like this much calorie burns or whatever he'll say. I mean, that kind of stuff if you get into the tractor and this is, you know, you're just starting out, that might be something that you want to start right away with training your body to be accustomed to so that when you're 20 years into the to driving or even 10 years into the driving, your body doesn't feel like it was 40 years into the driving.
0: And you bring up a good point where you do learn to hold your bladder longer or you learn to pee in a uh, empty bottle or they actually have like funnels now for people that are driving and want to urinate into a bottle going down the road, you know, to make your trucker bombs in a sense. But, you know, you
1: nasty. I know it's sometimes it has to be done, but I just,
0: well, I mean, if you're out there driving and, and it says, you know, you go by the rest stop and then you see a sign that says 35 miles to next rest stop.
1: Oh no, I'm I'm not saying that it's not a necessity because it can be. I just, I think what it is is, is sometimes drivers have, have not been very kind to, to everything afterwards. Yeah. Well,
0: and again, you know, I'm going to, we're going to move on here in a second. I just, like I said, I just wanted the message this week to be to those drivers that are just coming into the industry and a lot of these new guys are listening to the podcast, you know, they write us, um, and that would be my advice for the week. Okay. We've talked before about, okay, you're going to miss your family Mm -hmm. and you're going to, you know, your whole routine is going to be different and blah, 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 blah. Right. Right but we haven't really talked to the strenuous part that the mind and body goes through of of getting your your yourself to that moment to where you become a trucker seal or a trucker <laughs> ranger <laughs> i like that a trucker seal
1: and a highway ranger
0: a highway ranger but it's true though these guys that you see out there that have that have been driving for a long time those guys we all started out you know uh, the same way you you get it it, it it drags you down until you get used to it. And the more you get used to it, you become like a robot. There's guys out there that can, I mean, literally there's guys out there without drugs can drive four and 5,000 miles in a week. It's mm-hmm. true. They really can It's not it's legal true. to run 5,000 miles as a solo, but there's, I know a lot of truck drivers that can do that because there's, you have to build your stamina up. And so that is the message of the week. Don't let it get to you guys. Push yourselves okay don't ring the bell like on gi jane you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let's hear the bell ding-a-ling-a-ling don't let's hear it we don't want to hear you guys tapping out and going home with your tail between your legs you guys can do it that's my encouragement that's my message let's take a break if you're a driver looking for a new trucking job check out nci nci offers the following new kenworth t680s competitive wages solo team and students welcome, plus a full benefit package for you and your family. Check them out today at 888-311-7076. That's 888-7076 and tell them Talk sent you. Hey drivers, are you sick of watching the other drivers bypass the way station while you are held up going through yourself? Well, download DriveWise today at www.drivewise.com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com. And start bypassing the scales yourself. If you're a small carrier, an owner-operator, or even a big fleet looking for something better, check out DriveWise today. And remember, there's no equipment, no transponders needed when you're using Drivewise. Check them out for a free download at www.drivewyze.com. Drivers, if you're looking for a local home, everyday driving job, apply with Carter Lumber today. They have positions for Class A and Class B local drivers. They can take experienced drivers, students, and non-CDL drivers. With over 160 locations, chances are they have a position for you. So go to carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL and apply today. Again, that's carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. Thank you. Truck Parking Club is a network of instantly reservable daily and monthly truck parking locations throughout the U.S. Truck Parking Club helps connect truckers to truck parking locations throughout the U.S. via truck parking. ParkingClub.com. Our networks is made up of property owners that have locations adequate for truck parking to list on the platform. This includes trucking companies, storage companies, CDL schools, trailer leasing companies, real estate investors, truck parking operators, and more. Go to TruckParkingClub.com today. All right, Ruthanne, we're back, and I am reading uh, about a tragedy that happened this week Mm. in the Livingston, Texas area. It's above Houston Mm -hmm. on Highway 59. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, okay, uh, here are my notes. It says, Gregory Jackson, a 41-year-old truck driver, is in jail and charged with negligent homicide by uh, vehicle. He failed to stop when he ran into a Toyota Car that was stopped behind a school bus. He then veered off the car and struck a fifteen-year-old kid that just got off the bus. the the uh, The lights were flashing, um, and the you know how they put their little stop sign out, mm-hmm. so everybody was stopped. But the trucker ran right up. You know, never. I don't. I, you know, I don't know what happened. Was he on his phone? Was he not? Obviously, wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. But when he hit the Toyota, he veered off the Toyota car and went into the kid's driveway, and the kid died right there on the scene. And I, I couldn't help but thinking to myself, the kid's name was Eduardo Flores. He was 15 years old. What a sad story. But I can't help but think, I can't even imagine having to run out of your house if the parents were home to see their child dying in the driveway that just got off the school bus. It's horrible. And, you know, honestly, I feel for the truck driver... His family. There's a lot of lives that were destroyed just by that simple little accident. And I guess he was from Texarkana, the uh, truck driver.
1: I, I would, I would hope that people go away with that as a message of paying attention. You well, know. Well, that's what I'm saying. You
0: know, um, a truck driver. If you're a truck driver and you're on the road, that's why earlier when we were talking about seeing the sights out there. In all honesty, a real truck driver, they look at their mirrors. You look at your West Coast mirrors. Every five to ten seconds you're looking. I think it's actually three to five seconds. You're supposed to be just constantly monitoring your mirrors. You know, for anybody coming behind you, anything in the way up ahead, you're constantly doing that's the job of a truck driver. And the cell phone era has made it so dangerous out there. That it has. And and I I I what was going through my mind when I read that story, I'm thinking how horrible for the family of that child to see him killed in his driveway. But then also how, how horrible. And I know a lot of people probably don't feel sorry for the trucker because, you know, obviously he killed the kid, but what goes through my mind is we all make mistakes because we're doing something stupid. Mm -hmm. But just imagine the regret and him, it's he's got to be playing it over and over and over in his mind of oh my gosh whatever he was doing he just wishes he could take it back i know that's how he he has to feel
1: no he has to feel that way i mean no one no one takes comfort uh, let me rephrase that no sane person takes comfort in hurting another person you know what i mean you know no matter how angry you are at someone if you really hurt them you usually feel guilty or bad about it after you're done being angry or whatever the case might be. So, you know, that just shows that you, you truly don't really want to do, you know, anything evil. But if you did something like that as an accident, the, the guilt and the pain has to be tremendous. And, you know, some people can barely make it through that kind of situation. They, they hold way too much guilt with them then. And, you know they they take they hold that with them forever
0: so you drivers out there you know use these horrible stories as a way to scare yourself when you think picking up your phone or checking emails or I, again i don't know you know if you're tired whatever the case is this is a very serious charge homicide by vehicle he's probably looking at a good amount of jail time over this has to be yeah so and and he may never have had even a parking ticket up till this point and now his his whole life is 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 down the drain
1: oh yeah definitely
0: okay so moving on miss ruthann um you know i wanted to mention this when we came back from virginia before Okay. I m- remember, I I went on that tour. When, when it, we were up there, we went on a tour of that um, mound. I think it was Moundville or whatever. The prison? The prison. Uh-huh. It's a prison that's shut down. In fact, if you on the wall, they take you on tours. There's like many movies that were made there. Really? Yeah. Like Eddie Murphy movies and everything. It's like, it's, like, it's really cool. There's like at least 10 or 20 movies that were made inside the, the
1: prison. I wonder when Eddie Murphy was in, you know, when he was a cop. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if that's... I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what...
0: Beverly Hills Cop, you mean? Yeah. What, I don't, that, I I, I don't when, know. I wonder
1: when he would have been in the prison.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. But what I was going to say, though, is... Shoot,
1: squirrel. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> the... Uh, um, And when we were in the cafeteria, I took a picture of a giant semi-truck that was painted mm. on the wall. And it was by a, a prisoner had done the artwork. In fact, they tell us that he didn't even know he had this talent until he became a prisoner. His name was or I'm sorry, I shouldn't say was, he's still alive and he's in he's doing life. But his name is Schmidt Harding. In 1987 he murdered his wife, but he was an over the road trucker. And when asked why did you kill her, he said cuz she nagged me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I mean it's 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 the truth, you know? Um when you're on tour, they tell you this. Um anyway, so the story goes, you know, I guess he came home from uh being out on the road. This is a lesson for
1: you ladies too out there. I'm still shocked, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cause I nag you all the time. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm just saying, you know, nagging somebody when you walk in the door after putting on six to 9,000 models. I don't
1: even let you get in the door. I'm usually messaging you, when you get home, you need to.
0: Yeah, ladies, you know, you might just be a little more cautious on the nagging part. You know what I mean? Give them a little time to unwind.
1: At least wear armor. Like,
0: okay, that felt good. Now, where do I bury her? No, but anyways... So the story goes, he comes home from a over the road trip and I guess she nagged him. He kills her. And uh he had to stuck her he stuck her in the freezer. It's Why just are you, you're me. laughing so <laughs> I'm hard over that?
1: Sorry, I'm just
0: <laughs> It's the poor woman has no legs. She's in a freezer and you're cracking up. I'm but not. this was this is something like from like 40 years ago. Not that we don't have remorse.
1: No, I'm actually thinking to myself, I'm so glad I've got deer meat in my freezer. <laughs> you can't at least put me there.
0: <laughs> yeah, the freezer's full. But anyway, so the uh, so he cuts her legs off, and obviously they do a well check. This is how they find, you know, everybody was concerned, where's Mrs. Harding? And so they find her in the freezer. They arrest him. He confesses. He gets life, and ironically, he gets diabetes and has his legs amputated while he's in prison. That's karma. That's exactly what the the, the guy doing the tour said. He's like, how ironic is that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So anyways, um, we have the painting on Talk Deals Facebook page if you want to see it. His name was Schmidty Harding. You can look up his story. There's a PDF you can actually download. He's actually um, suing one of the prisons that he's in now over some kind of neuropathy or something that he got. But again, again, I don't even know. I just was kind of briefly reading it, and uh, I just thought it was an interesting story, and how ironic. You know, we're all about trucking, right? <laughs> I'm in prison, and what do I get? A trucking story from the tour. And I'll tell you what, when they took us on the tour, he said, we, we had sweatshirts on because it was like 40s outside, Right. He said, yeah, when you get inside the prison, it, 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 it's like, I guess, being in Siberia. He said, it's going to, it's a lot colder. And we, we were like, yeah, whatever. So we go in, we're in there for an hour. The, you you even you go in the cells and all kind, and you wouldn't believe how cold it is in there. And then you come through, through all these areas, you come to the cafeteria, and there's this amazing looking semi-truck that this guy literally painted by hand and drew and everything. It was really cool. So um, if you get a chance, go on the Facebook page and check it out. And uh, if anybody wants to write to Schmitty, he's in uh, one of the uh, prisons there in West Virginia. You could find him. Pen pals. There you go. For all you truckers that want to write to Schmitty. I don't have his address, but anyways. I thought that was an interesting story. Did you not think that's interesting?
1: I, I did. I, I actually, I thought it was interesting. I I feel bad for him, you know.
0: Uh, well, who do you feel bad for, Schmitty or his wife?
1: Both. For yeah. them, I feel bad for them.
0: But I mean, I just I just thought it was like really weird how <laughs> I'm in there and the murder story you get is an over the road trucker murder. I know. It's like wow. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. So, um, couple things. Couple things in the news. I'm just gonna, I wanted to run by. This is a weird some weird stuff in the news. New York City this week just approved the Stop Spreading the Noise Act. So it says. Uh, a new new sound detecting cameras are going to be issuing tickets for any vehicles that are above 85 decibels so like if you come into if you come into an area with like your Jake brake or you got loud pipes in your truck or whatever you know like some trucks are a lot loud like yeah. I, w- I wouldn't think the big trucking companies you know with the newer trucks are really going to have an issue there but there are some trucks that really are loud they're going to get an $800 ticket for the first and a $2,500 ticket for the second. So if I were any trucking company listening to this podcast, knowing you have to go into New York City, that starts this week. It was just approved. I would make sure my loud truck doesn't go to New York City.
1: Yeah. And I, I bet there's like some customs, like some drivers that do some custom work on their trucks. Uh, they, they, I'm sure there's probably a couple of them that have some loud pipes on them. I well, I know they are. We hear mm-hmm. them going down the road a lot. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, you
0: hear a lot of the, a lot of your daycap guys, you know, running around with buckets and stuff. You hear with the loud pipes, Rufus and those guys. You know, some mm-hmm. of the older trucks. So you guys be careful if you're going to be going into the boroughs in New York, because they are. You, you remember we did a story about a year or two ago on how they pay people to rat on truckers mm-hmm. if yeah. they're idling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's still going on, by the way. Do
1: you know what? um, Since you brought up New York in Manhattan, they're looking at charging drivers. It's called a congestion fee that they're going to look. They're actually starting to look into proposing. They proposed it, so they're looking into seeing if it could pass or not, this congestion fee for like, I think it's anything below 60th. That they're gonna charge. I don't. It didn't. The article didn't tell me how much they're gonna charge because it's still in the very first stages. But I thought to myself, you charge for every single thing just to get to there. But now you're gonna charge a congestion fee for the drivers that are bringing you food, that are bringing you everything that you need. You wanna charge them more? But would they actually charge delivery trucks? Yeah, it's literally all track. Any uh, um, any semi truck. So any, any vehicle that is, I would would
0: think that if, you know, just talking about that for a second, I would Mm -hmm. almost think that there would be a huge class action lawsuit that states, you requested us (laughs) to come into your city. Mm -hmm. How could you charge us with a congestion fee if you're asking us to come there? That's like, that's
1: like entrapment. You know what I mean? That's you, you got the exact same huh that I got on my, you know, when I read it to him. Like, I so I, I, it has to be more to this article. When I was reading it, it didn't tell me more, but I'm going to have to try and figure it out on, you know, look into it a little bit more to find out why. Yeah.
0: Okay. I would be interested in hearing the follow up on that. Okay. Okay. Um, next in the news, Indiana, um, they're going to start finding truckers that park on the ramps, which this is nothing new in some other states, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, but it's just one more. So up till this past week, um, it looks like DOT and, uh, cops were just giving out warnings, but now, especially on I 65 in the green park area, but all over Indiana, they're going to now, if you're on the ramps drivers, you've been getting warnings. Okay. If you're hearing this podcast, do not sleep on the ramps in Indiana because they're going to start off with a $150 fine, which would really suck again. You know, to me, to me, you're finding people that have no choice, but to park where they're parking.
1: Yeah. Because they can't either afford to park in some of the truck stops or they're all full and there's no places for them left to park at.
0: Well, that's the whole point to what, you know, what I'm saying, you know, they're, They're finding these guys. Remember my solution for the truck parking? Well, we have, you know, the Truck Parking Club for you drivers out there that Mm -hmm. are, you know, you've heard the commercial just a little while ago, but, um, you know, register to Truck Parking Club. It's free. And if you need a truck parking space in a pinch, it's there. But I do understand, Ruth, and the need to not pay for truck parking. I do. I understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, And... You know these guys are called into certain cities. My solution is, and I just seen Arizona is adding like 800 new truck parking places, hmm. um, in rest, in in rest area type facilities. They're they're posing to do that right now. And so my big thing is every state or city, whoever's in charge of those areas, should be obligated to provide for delivery vehicles for parking so they can get the legal rest Mm -hmm. because you know it's 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 like you just said like a congestion fee there should never be a congestion fee for a truck that's um, requested and paid to come there to deliver their goods and then on top of it it should be mandatory that these states cities counties whatever you want to call it have the capacity on the outsides of their cities for parking with amenities for these guys, Ruthann. Right. You know, bathrooms, um, you know, whatever they're in need of doing, at least for an overnight stay. Mm-hmm. That's my theory on that. But anyways, um last but not least, the FMCSA has given all states orders to revoke any CDL drivers that commit any kind of a sexual assault using—actually, I shouldn't say CDL drivers. Well, actually, let me back up. Anybody, first off, that is um, convicted of using a, a commercial vehicle for a sexual assault, okay, um, will lose their license. Class A drivers, it will be revoked, okay, if you, you know, commit any kind of a uh, an assault sexually— In a CMV. That just started this week. Hmm. And that's all states. And the other thing that I wanted to bring up, which I don't have written down here. So moving on, there's something actually important I wanted to talk about for a second. Um, The license of everybody that fails a drug screen this coming November in the clearinghouse a new rule just went into effect, but it doesn't start till this, you know, almost a year, about 11 months from now. They will automatically, automatically revoke or suspend your CDL. Instead, you know, like right now, when you fail a drug screen, right, mm-hmm. you automatically have a what's called obligation to do a return to duty status. Okay? Mm-hmm. The problem that they've been seeing is you have a lot of companies that don't do the return to duty stats, just hire them. Because I've talked to a lot of truckers that had failed drug screens and you know what they tell me well the company that hired me refused to give me the six tests see right now what happens is when a guy fails a drug screen he has to do what's called a return to duty then he has to do he has to do the SAP program but then he also has to go through what's called the six required random tests in a year his SAP Sub- substance abuse program provider has to provide the the random dates to the trucking company not the driver Right mm-hmm. so but what's happening is the trucking companies aren't doing that because you know why? once they get the guy already ready to complete, it, they, they feel he'll quit on them and and they'll they'll lose a driver, which now they're doing illegal stuff. So now how do they stop this from going on? Well, guess what? this coming November, if you fail or refuse a drug screen, it goes in the clearinghouse, which it has to anyways, your your CDL, your license will be now revoked. You will not even have a license. So until you complete um, return to duty status, and you see that's the confusing part right there because in order to do the return to duty status, you'll need to be working for the company. Yeah. So I'm sure they're coming up with it. It's basically they're rewriting the program, but definitely now what they're doing is Because here's the deal. No trucking company in their right mind, hopefully, is going to hire you, hire a driver that doesn't have a license. See, they don't, like I said, some of them don't care that you fail the drug screen. They just hire you without, you know, being compliant with the FMCSA's rules. And now they're making it to where driver can't even get a job until certain Um, steps are taken. I don't have no idea what they're going to be, but I know first step is going to be your licenses done. So be careful guys. If you live in a state where weed is, and I guess each year Ruth and they, they vote every time there's new votes, they vote on a lot of these states. They're up to like 11 or 15 or whatever states where you can just smoke weed uh, uh, recreationally. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And it's not making it any easier for these drivers, is it?
0: No well bottom line is don't smoke weed if you got a class A CDL I don't care yeah. even if you have a medical card to smoke weed and you get your class A CDL you will be out of trucking
1: yeah because it's against federal law see a lot of guys think that and they it, don't think the the both they don't think that it see you're federal federally regulated as a truck driver not state regulated you're federally regulated. I that's why it's called F-M-C-S-A.
0: Right. I keep trying to warn people about it on the show here. Because I mean, there's just thousands of guys every week across the country that fail the drug screen. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to warn these guys because I don't think they realize the hassle they have to go through to um, be a driver again. And now this new rule that's kicking in this coming year is going to be a nightmare for a lot of these guys.
1: Well, not only that, a few of my friends that I have, you know, I know you have friends in the trucking companies, Mm -hmm. but I Mm -hmm. I got a few too. Okay. They don't want to hire SAP drivers. They don't, they don't, there's so many drivers right now coming back into the industry that there's, they're getting well overwhelmed, not overwhelmed, let's put it this way, but they, they have, they're they're getting good drivers that are starting to come in and um, apply with these different companies and, they're going to take the driver that doesn't have any baggage, period.
0: Yeah, right now it is tough, and we'll probably talk about that on the next podcast, but you're right about that. Right now, SAP drivers are hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, guys that abandoned trucks are hurting. Guys that have accidents, you know, uh, mm-hmm. guys that have too many jobs, they're all hurting right now. They're right. willing to do anything they want to work. Um, I believe, Lord willing, it's going to turn around. Um, hopefully, we'll see. You know, the trucking industry is the first to see the... Bad times and the first to see the good times.
1: I think so, too. And you know what? Well, I mean, like you said, it's another podcast, but there's some really good advice that we can give that that's now creeping up as far as like getting your your information. If you're with a trucking company, take a picture of your your DOT number. Just, you know, just ahead and out there. Just get some pictures of it so that you have proof of, of work. Keep a couple pay stubs.
0: You know that's actually real quick. Let's touch on that for a second. Um, a lot of drivers right now that work for a lot of these companies that are going out of business can't get work, right? Because there's no proof that they are actually driving. There's and they they don't even have 1099s. Guys, keep record like Ruth Ann just said. Keep record of what you're doing. Um, if if you're with a trucking company that is um, only has a couple of trucks, there's a good chance when you leave there that they're not going to try to help you get another job. So like Ruthann said, take a picture of the DOT number, make sure you have copies of your 1099s, make sure you have proof that you actually work there. It will be helping you at least with the next employer because a lot of these companies that are hiring right now, they're being picky and they're really um, going over driver references with a fine tooth comb. So keep record drivers.
1: Any way that you can.
0: Yep. So, anyways, moving, moving on, on. Ruthanne, um,
1: I just want to say a couple things.
0: You know, as we're coming to the end of this podcast, um, happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas. Drive safe. You know, keep keep your loved ones in the, in in your prayers. Prayer to me is the most powerful thing you can do for anybody. Um, the uh, um, truck shows that we're going to be doing, we want to mention them again. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be at Matt's. I guess that's at the end of March. We'll be at Matt's in Louisville. Come see us at our booth. We have a corner booth. Um, We'll be at the uh, truck show in Fort Lauderdale in February. If you're cold and freezing, uh, request to get a load down to South Florida. (laughs) and Come see Talk CDL. We'd love to say hi, let you sit with us and do a little video work, maybe some interviews. And all the other good jazz, Ruthann, what do you got for us?
1: Our booth number at Matt's is 66105, and it's March 21st through the 23rd. Awesome. Come see us.
0: Sit down and, and hang out with Talk CDL. Give us a story that we can put on air. We always have our podcast equipment with us when we're at these truck shows. We do. And we've got I've got interviews from last year I haven't even put up yet.
1: I know. I don't know why. Well, I just got
0: to get them up, you know? it's. I mean, we've gotten so much, so busy, and I've had people write to us going, hey, when's my interview going to get up? So I promise you um, the interviews will get up. In fact, I got to get them up before the next show. Sorry, guys, that it's taken so long, but we've got so much stuff with videos and, and podcasts and all that other good stuff going on, but we will get to everybody's stuff Anyways, moving on. and you got the word of the day.
1: I do. What is it? It's actually something I, this is a new one for me. I never knew this word. Ready? Yes. Crack.
0: Did you just say crack? Crack. Like C-R-A-C-K?
1: Well, it's spelled C-R-A-I-C. Crack? Crack. Hmm.
0: So does it have anything to do with a crack? Like Mm -hmm. we know it? No. Okay. Does it have anything to do with
1: crack cocaine? Um. Really? Yeah. Well. <laughs> once you hear the definition, I guess some people would say, "Yeah, that goes together perfectly." I didn't think of that though until you said that. But what? but I will tell you, it's Irish. Crack. And it's from 1970s.
0: Oh, what what and is it's it? It's a noun.
1: Let's hear the definition. Enjoyable social activity, a good time. Crack. There you go. Try crack. But you got to add that uh, that Irish
0: brogue. So, so Talk CDL can endorse crack now.
1: <laughs> Having a good time.
0: Yeah, no. We're not that kind of crack. Anyways, Ruthann, you drivers out there, stay safe. I mean that sincerely. Stay safe. Um, we really pray that you guys make it home for the holidays. Um, write into us. Anybody that would like to get on the podcast, we're going to be doing interviews soon. Um, and uh, stay in touch with us. Ruthann, do you have any last minute words?
1: If you have your truck decorated, send me a picture. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Send us some decorated cri- I want to see some decorated trucks.
0: Yeah, let's get them up on the up on the Facebook page for everybody this year. Perfect. All right, Ruthann, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.